The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and I'm the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self care and wellness resource with a twist, of course. My intention is to share valuable information, tips, and tricks to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Thank you all so much again for tuning in. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode. Guys, this is all free and valuable content coming your way two times per week. And I would also love your feedback. So if you're finding these episodes helpful, please go ahead and leave a review. I would so appreciate it. So I'm really excited to dive into today's episode because it's super valuable and we are talking about how to go after what you want in life despite the struggles that come your way, which I feel like so many of us can relate to. And I have the perfect guest joining me. She has the most inspirational story. I'm not even kidding you. You guys are going to love her. Her name is Amanda Wheel, and she is a conscious fashion stylist leading the industry. She is shifting towards the belief that style is not what's in and on trend, but rather what's within and using style as a way to transition into the best version of yourself, which is so cool. And I'm all about it. And I love that attitude and just that that mindset. So by infusing spirituality and fashion, her focus is on inserting style into the business dress code so that her clients can use this newfound confidence to elevate their performance. I'm super excited to hear her story and to have you hear her story and the advice that she has. So let's dive in. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Sydney, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course, me too. So (laughs) I just found your story to be so inspirational and Uh you and I obviously hit it off right away. So I can't (laughs) wait for you to share your story with everybody else. So why don't you start by introducing yourself? Tell us about what you do, how you got into the fashion industry and just everything there is to know about Amanda. Sure, of course. Well, your intro was fabulous. So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But I'll dive a little bit deeper. So, you know, as we've chatted about, I I essentially merge spirituality and fashion. And um, I call myself a conscious stylist because my goal really is to um, guide my clients to become the most confident version of themselves. So Mm -hmm. I I just feel that there's so much power in... um, using style and using the way you dress to really step into that woman or person that you're meant to be. It's almost like, like, are you into vision boarding? Yes, of course. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm course. very big into the law of law of attraction and uh, manifestation and vision boards and all of that. <laughs> yes. So you get it. It's essentially that yeah. it's like, it's using that law of attraction and creating a vision board on your body to like, to step into that best version of you. Because here's the thing, we all have her, him or her inside, inside of us, right? And that version is just yearning to be free. And so what I love to do with my clients is help them create a style and wardrobe that aligns with that version. So that there's just like clarity. I love your angle. Like, I feel <laughs> like it's so different because there are so many people out there trying to do the same thing and you're coming at it from a different place because it's true. Like the way that we dress can impact the way that we feel and if we feel good with what we're wearing 
you know, we're obviously more confident. We're more likely to go after, you know, what we want, take risks, you know, know, ask questions that we wouldn't know. I don't know anything. You, You just feel more confident overall. Oh, for sure. And I also think that you're then nicer to people because you feel good. good. Yeah. You feel good. And you're like, I am the, you know, S H I T like I feel amazing. So I'm going to pay that forward. And that's what I find time and time again, right? Like in working with my clients, I see them become so much happier just about life in general. And number one, that opens up so many doors because you're exuding that positive energy, which just brings in more per the law of attraction. (laughs) Um, Totally. But also it's like, they're nicer to other people and they have this mindset of, okay, now I want to help lift other people up in this world. And like, that's what I feel that we're really here to do with our life. (laughs) So yeah, that's, and it's, it's not just about buying clothes. It's really how the clothes make you feel. And I love that that's your mission. And so I want to know more about how you got into the fashion industry and just you know, where you are today. Sure. How did you get into it? Where sure. did it start? Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said too. I'll, I'll jump into it, but I love what you just said about them. Um, it's like the intention behind the clothing, right? You can either, it is the intention. It's your intention right. Like, Thank are you. you buying something? Or are you putting something on to feel better about yourself? Or are you buying it because someone's telling you it's the most popular thing and you want to one up your neighbor, right? That's right. Not good. Oh my but... Yeah, totally. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Okay. So how did I get into it? Um, it's not exactly the career path that you would expect. <laughs> um, I always have loved fashion and style and we'll get out into that in a little bit, like where that came from in high school. But, um, mm-hmm. I initially went the route of corporate when I graduated college. Like I decided not to go to school for fashion. I decided to go for business because I felt like it was a more, um, a more lucrative career. And what I now realize is that it was just a safer path right. um, versus pursuing what I really wanted. Cause I always been told, you know, the fashion industry is hard. It's, not a lot of money. Oh, that's what they always, that's right? what they always say. They always yeah. say that. Everybody tries to discourage you. Yes. And so when it comes to that industry. Yes. And I felt really discouraged. And you know what? At the end of the day, I'm so, so thankful for the path that I went on because it's led me to this deeper understanding of fashion. But for sure, you know, at the time I went, so I went the route of corporate for 15 years and I, um, I was wow. doing uh, digital ad sales and branded integration for really big companies like Yahoo and Sony and um, what, building this, consciously building this career and this life that I thought I wanted. Um, it was great money. I was able to make really good connections. You know, some of those people are still really good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. But I started to wake up and realize that my soul was just not happy. Like I You weren't feeling fulfilled. Right. I knew there was a deeper meaning for my life. And I knew that there was a way that I could truly help other people. Mm -hmm. And still in the back of my mind, you know, probably gosh, for the past 10 years, there was still something saying like, do something with fashion. You love putting together outfits. You love creating your gut feeling. It was my gut. And I just kept ignoring it because it felt really hard. I didn't know. I didn't even know how to create a career in fashion and it just felt really hard and really scary. And what I was doing, I was making a lot of money. I kept getting promoted. So I was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing this. It was easy. It was much easier for yes. you. It's usually so much easier to do that. It's much harder to go after what you want, especially when it's when what you want. A lot of people, I don't know, like our dreams for some reason tend to be feel unrealistic for other people. Yes. So those around you then discourage you from going after it. And it can seem scary too, especially if you don't know how to go after right. it. So it's just easier to stay with what what you know, right. You know, and exactly I think what you're saying, I think that's how society, I mean, I like to call it the, the matrix. Like, I think that's how <laughs> society and the matrix has us programmed, right. They want us to 
just go down the specific path and it's freaking boring. And I just, it is boring. I started to feel, I'm like, <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. Boring. And I was, I just couldn't, I was losing the passion. And you know, when I knew that it had to end, that I had to do this is when I, I love to pick out my outfits the night before <laughs> because I like, I, I, I can relate, you know, <laughs> set up for success. And yeah, I started getting to the point where I didn't care about that anymore. And that's when I realized, okay, something's got to give here because that's my passion in life. And if I don't even care about what I'm putting on my body, then okay, something has got to, got to change. Yeah. So actually that leads into the next thing I wanted to talk about because mm-hmm. you and I talked about challenges the other day. Yes. And I remember telling you that you have such good energy. You're so positive Aww, to talk to thank you. and it can be really tough. Yeah, of course it can be really tough to stay positive during obstacles or challenges, you know, that come your way. So I want to learn about your mindset and how you face these. But first of all, you know, because we're talking about how, you know, your gut feeling was fashion and how you were bored doing, you know, what you were doing before and that you just didn't know how to get to the next level. But I want to start with your aha moment Mm -hmm. that we talked about that seminar that you did. Can you tell us about it and what happened and like what helped you to shift your mentality mm-hmm. I, I yeah so um a friend of mine and it's really interesting because we had actually had a little bit of a falling out and gone separate ways and mm-hmm. um she had the uh gosh I don't want to call it power she um she's such an amazing person that she was able to to look past that and bring me a gift that she knew would really help me grow um into the next phase mm-hmm. and so we got together and she started telling me about this, um, this program that she had been doing. It's called, um, MITT masters in transformational training. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially like, I know, I know a lot of people have probably heard of landmark. It's, it's that type of program where, where it's really about, um, strengthening your emotional intelligence and Mm -hmm. taking total ownership for your life. And starting to dive into what are the stories you've made up about yourself in your life that really aren't true, but they're because you believe them, it's dictating your path and it's dictating. Yeah. It's preventing you from getting to where you want it. It's holding you back. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I kind of agreed. I was like, she's like, you've always said you wanted to be a stylist, but you told me this four years ago and you're still not doing it. Like, are you, how much longer are you going to wait? And it was just like that. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Right. You're right. And so- I signed up and I started going and it was, you know, it, it was really hard because you have to confront a lot of uh, like a lot of your crap and, and, and figure out like, take, as I was saying, take full responsibility for why you haven't created the life that you want to create, because it's not the circumstances. It's not what anyone else is doing to you. It's how you're reacting to all of that and what you're creating from it. Right. So that was a big shift in my mindset to, to start to realize that everything is possible. And that's probably when I started really understanding the law of attraction as well. Um, yeah. And just listening to the universe and tapping into my intuition. And it's when I really um, honed in on the spiritual side of things. And I had never really thought of the importance of, of any of that before of meditating and, you know, talking to God and talking to the universe and manifesting. I never really under, I thought that was all like this crazy LA woo. (laughs) Right. Until I started to play with it a little bit and realize, oh my gosh, there's so much truth in this. And I also realized how much happier I was becoming and how my relationships were changing because I wasn't just 
complaining about everything that was going wrong in life. I was instead starting to think about what I wanted to create. And so it was just really shifting and leveling up that energy. And it was through those courses where I realized the stories I was creating up about why I couldn't be a stylist. I mean, I, I, I don't even like saying this out loud because it's awful. Oh, I, I get it. And I don't even think <laughs> it, but like at the time I felt like becoming a stylist was a stupid career because I had gone to this amazing college that thankfully my parents paid for. And I mm-hmm. felt that I should go and have this huge career at this huge company and make a lot of money almost in a way to like pay all that back and to prove I'm using my education for something smart and useful. But what I've come to realize is that styling is actually such a more important use of my time um, because I'm truly changing people's lives. I'm changing how they feel about themselves and I'm giving them the hope that they can go after their dreams. And I feel like when you challenge your beliefs and you challenge your mindset, that's when you usually have those moments. And when you actually, you know, come face to face with whatever challenges you're going through, that's when you have the ability to shift your perspective because you are able to feel what you're actually feeling, acknowledge it, like welcome it and then do something about it. And like you chose to do something about it and you chose to commit to, to, you know, living a fulfilling life and going after what you want. Right. And it it takes a lot of hard work. And I got into the law of attraction. I I was probably like 12 years old and I read the book, The Secret. (laughs) And I've been obsessed ever since, and I'm a huge believer in it. And I feel like that helps me get through a lot of challenging situations because ever since I read that book at such a young age, I've always believed that anything is possible. If you put it out there, then, you know, it's going to happen. If you look for the bad, you're going to get the bad. If you look for the good, you're going to get the good. If you believe that you have something or can have something, you can, you know, it's kind of, it's just what you tell yourself. Exactly. And that's, that's the biggest thing. I think, you know, you were asking, what was my aha moment? And I, I think for me, it's, it's been gradual over time, but the biggest aha was that it's all about my mindset. That it is mindset. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like 99.9% mindset and 0.1% skill. It really is because everything else can be learned. Like, yes, I, I naturally love pulling together outfits and looks, but you know what? I, really doubted if I could do that for other people, for other body types, where was, it was, it was a lot of worthiness for me that I've been working through. I I realized, and it was Mm -hmm. coming to terms with, okay, who am I to like charge people to dress them? Right. Right. Who am I to tell people what's going to look good on them? And it was really getting over that and seeing myself as, um, you know, as the, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like as that, not, not the perfectionist, but as the, um, oh my gosh, the expert, qualified the expert. stylist you're meant the to expert. be <laughs> the expert, the expert. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right. It's, it was, yeah. it was just that mindset and seeing that. And as soon as I started shifting my mindset and just believing, then things started getting easier and I was able to create what my packages looked like. I started calling in clients, you know, it's, it's just like you were saying, like starting to really visualize that life that you're creating and that you, that you desire. And it's putting out that positive message for the universe to bring it to you. So I really think the biggest challenge of my life has been mindset. And I, I see that time and time again. And in the past and my younger self would go down um, not so healthy routes because of that. But now my older, I call her my higher self, right? I now see all those challenges as lessons to just continue strengthening my muscle to the point where a challenge comes up and I 
of course, at first I'll get upset or I'll get frustrated. But then I take a pause to get deep breath and I'm like, you know what? Thank you universe. Because I'm seeing how you're showing me that I still get to work on X, Y, Z in my life. So I think that's an amazing outlook. And I want to, what were some of the challenges that you faced, you know, before this? Yeah. So I think, I think the biggest one that I would love to chat about, and I know this is something that we connected with was, um, an eating disorder that I dealt Mm -hmm. with in high school. Um, and I just love that we connected over this because I feel like a lot of women don't talk about this. Um, no, you know what? They really don't talk about it. And I feel like we, like, it's great that we did connect over it and, you know, because it's good to bring these topics up and talk about it so that other people can relate and feel right. like they're not alone. Right. And that, and like to help them get through it. Exactly. And that there's no, like, there's so much shame around it and there's no, there is, there's no need to feel shameful. And, you know, we all, we all, it, it happens to each of us for different reasons, reasons when we are going through it. When I, right. when we were chatting last week, I know I kind of had the aha of why I yeah. feel like I had because <laughs> for this, for so many years I've been questioning, well, why did I, you know, why did I stop eating? Why, you know, so to give the listeners a little bit of background for two years in high school, I had anorexia and I essentially just, I didn't completely stop eating, but I became very, um, what's the word? Malnourished. Malnourished. (laughs) Yes. And I would measure out exactly what I was going to eat. And I, I I think what's come to mind is that I never really felt like I fit in, in high school. You know, Mm -hmm. I was, I was on the dance team. So I was hanging out with the popular girls, but at the same time, they weren't inviting me to their parties, you know? And I, Mm -hmm. so I wasn't really in with them, but then I was, you know, I did well academically. So I would hang out with those, the studious types, but I didn't really fully fit in with them either. So I felt like I didn't, I just never fit in. And I, I really, I felt the same way. Yeah. And I think so many women do. And so I think the reason why the anorexia started for me was that I felt invisible. And so it was just a way to continue to actually be invisible. I mean, I weighed like 30 pounds less than I do now and I'm thin now. So to think about that, it was kind of, it's really sad to think about, but you know, that's an example of how back then I saw not fitting in as a bad thing. And I think so many younger women and men feel that way. Isn't it it crazy how things have changed? Like how back in high school or middle school, like you try so hard to fit in and, you know, you don't want to be different. You want to be just like everybody else. And then you grow up and realize like, wait, actually being different is what is making me happier yes. more, more successful right and it's that uniqueness that we all, all now strive for right and I wish like if I could go back and tell my younger self like that this is a good thing I would that's what I would say like being unique and being different is good like don't fit in with the crowd like it's right. not good to fit in with the crowd because then it's just much harder to stand apart when you want to go after your dreams or do whatever you want to do in life. It's yes. like, you can't worry about what other people are doing. Be you because people will like you for you and you'll be able to do amazing things. Like I wish, what, what do you wish you could tell your younger self? Oh my gosh. That was, that's a huge part of it. That's a huge part <laughs> of it that you're amazing. You're, Oh, and the, uh, the other thing I would tell myself is that, um, that you're worthy just for being born, just for being you, yeah. because I also feel like our culture and society puts so much emphasis on, you're only important if you're doing something. And right. I felt that way for so long. Like I, 
was only important because I was really successful in my career and I was closing a lot of um, money for all these other companies. And that's what made me feel important. And so then if I had an off quarter or an off month and I wasn't closing as much, I felt like an awful person. And that's, I get that. Right. And that's like, that's we put so much pressure on ourselves. It's insane. Yeah. And the beauty is, is like, you woke up today. You're worthy. That's right. That's what I want more people to, to realize so that we, cause I think that also just leads to this whole culture of being so busy and do, 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 and go, go, go. And there's so much beauty and slowing down and actually tapping into your intuition and like letting those messages come. Yeah. We forget to stop and be grateful for everything. Like I believe that everybody should start their day with gratitude. Like, like you said, just the fact that you woke up today, like that you can, you know, move that you can go, you know, hopefully to work, if not have the ability to find a job, right. That you can see that you, if you can hear whatever you have, like be grateful for it. Exactly. It's, it definitely helps to slow things down and learning how to be mindful. Like I wish I could tell myself this back then because I mean, going back to the eating disorder thing, it has nothing to do with food. It has to do with internal issues that we are facing. And like you said, like you had your aha moment for that when we were on the call uh, last week and you know, a lot of times it's because we're so focused on, you know, fitting in that we, we forget to take care of ourselves. And so like, I wish I could, I wish I could go back and tell myself like gratitude is everything slow down, like exactly what you're saying. Right. Right. And also just, I I know a lot of people say this, but I love this, this phrase, just like trust the process because I do. Yeah. If you're willing to take risks in life and you're willing to try something that feels really uncomfortable, like when I, I left, corporate two, two years ago to, to dive fully into the world of styling. And at the time I was so scared and I had no idea what the next step was, what it was all going to look like. But I just kept working on that, that muscle and telling myself, just trust the process. It's all unfolding in the perfect timing that I'm going to be fine. And it's, it's removing that fear and also that anxiety so that you can be present to when the signs come in. Right. And what I think is so interesting when it comes to going, pursuing your, your dreams or your goals, whatever it is that you want in life is that, you know, we not, we don't just hold ourselves back, but it's, it's, it's people are scared to take that first step. So I think that it's really brave of you to get past that fear and just take that first step and just, you know, go for it. I think that that's really inspiring Thank you. um, because it's not easy. Like what was, what was your first day like? being on your own, starting your own business, oh because <laughs> this is, I mean, that's a, that's a, it's all a challenge. Like I give you a lot oh, of credit. It's, it's hard. You know? Yeah. You know, you have yeah, to know what too. it's like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wild. Cause people don't tell you all the little things, like even figuring out how to create a logo or how to, right. what is, how do you make a website? Oh my gosh. What, what are my products? What am I charging people? Like there's so many little things. How do I invoice people? Just all these little things that you never had to do in like for me personally in a larger company I never had to worry about all those things right I mean I feel like the first to be honest the first year of leaving that corporate role which was a very I mean the sale the digital sales world is like go 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 and also very yeah I think corporate America in general is very patriarchal just in the way it's like checklists you have to work these certain hours you have to go 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 and as women that's not natural for us. Like we flow with the moon cycles. We're supposed to have ups and downs. We're supposed to rest at certain times during the month. Like that's just how as women we are. 
we go. And, right. and I think I forced myself into that patriarchal world for so many years um, that a big part of that first year of leaving was number one, to just regain my confidence in who I am. And, and as I was saying that like whole worthiness conversation, start to notice when that was coming up. So it was a lot of inner work and introspection. And that was very hard for me because being so used to having goals and hitting those goals and seeing the physical result to spend almost a year working with a coach to focus more on just my inner being was like painful at times because right, of course. it was really challenging me. Like, wait, why don't I have clients yet? Why don't I have this figured out yet? Why am I not doing this yet? Whereas it was like, no, because I have to stop and figure out what's my morning practice. Like I have to start meditating. I have to start tuning in because I truly believe that we're meant to work less, just more strategically and smarter. Um, I agree. Right. Like, especially <laughs> yeah. as women, we have the gift of our intuition, like so deeply yeah. and being able to tune into that. And I mean, I had to also heal my body and like bring back my period. There were so many things that I just had to spend time healing myself before I could even focus on what a business, what my business was going to look like. I love that you took that route because so many, okay. When I started my business, I remember day one, it literally felt like the first day of school. Like oh you're gosh. saying, I was like, I was like a website, a logo, <laughs> this, that an LLC. Like what, what is, is that? This? Like I had to figure it out all on my own and yes. I just kind of went for it. And I was 20 years old oh my gosh. and the fact that you took the time to figure yourself out first and to face, you know, challenges that you were going through and to improve your habits can only benefit you even more yeah. long term because we do put so much pressure on ourselves, you know, to have to go, 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 even if it is your own business. So, you know, having the time to just focus on you to get yourself in line, I think is one of the best pieces of advice or the best tips and most inspiring tips mm -hmm. I've heard because it's like, if you feel good about yeah. yourself and you've overcome, you know, challenges and you're less fearful and you're more, you're ready to go after what you want and you're equipped to go after what you want. And I, right. you're more, you're level-headed, you're, you're, you're stable, you, you, you know, everybody has their bad days, but like you really took the time to invest in you. And I'm all about that because without that, it's kind of a mess. <laughs> oh, for sure. And also like, that's what allowed me to figure out how I was going to differentiate myself from other stylists right. out there. Cause look, I live in, I live in LA. There's, a ton of stylists and you know a lot of them are focused on celebs which is awesome because we have so many celebs that live right. out here and I just knew I wanted to go a different route and I wanted to infuse I was I was learning all these things for self-care and, and spirituality and I knew that there was an audience that really wanted to understand like well what's a chakra what's your root chakra right. what does that mean and I was learning all this and so I I wanted to take the time and really understand it so I could figure out how to apply it best to my business so that I did stand out in a way that felt really authentic to me and in a way where I knew, I mean, when I work with my clients, it's not just about helping them look really good. It's also about helping them feel really good. And I had to go, go hand in hand. Yeah. And I had to go through that process of knowing how to make myself feel really good on my own without you know, without anyone telling me that I'm amazing or anyone complimenting me, but like being able to strengthen the muscle of me and my inner self telling myself that I'm amazing. Right. I had to be able to do yeah. that so that I could pass that forward to my clients and help guide them through that transition as well. Cause it's, it's part psychological part style. So I had to, <laughs> I had to level up that aspect of myself too. <laughs> 
I love that because then you can really, you know, deliver quality and, you know, really know what you're talking about. And then people are more likely to trust you when you've done it yourself, you know? Right. And going back to pressure, people put so much pressure, like, let's say they're start, like, you know, when I started my business, I put so much pressure on myself, but being able to figure yourself out first and understand yourself can also help you understand what you want. So like, it's okay to kind of slow down and take time to figure out what you're going after, because the more time that you spend investing in yourself, the more that you'll discover. And that can lead, you know, to something that you didn't even realize you wanted to do. So I think that's a, yeah, that's a great, you might think you want to do one thing, you start doing it, you're unhappy. And it's like, you know what, but this is really what I want, but I don't know how to do it. Taking that time, it just sounds like the perfect way to figure it out. Well, and also it's building the foundation, right? Right. You need such a solid foundation to always fall back on. Cause let's say all of a sudden tomorrow I have no clients, you know, in the past that would have crushed me and I would have felt like, Oh, it's because I'm not valuable or what am I going to do? Whereas now I have the ability to say, okay, cool. Well, I know I'm here for myself. So I've got my back. I don't need to rely on this external validation for anything. So it doesn't crush me the way that it used to crush me. Right. I think that's super, super valuable. And actually, I want to ask you, what are three practical? Oh my gosh, I can't even speak today. What are, (laughs) it's raining outside. I have a migraine. It's What are three practical tips that you give to someone who's facing a challenge in life and, but they want to go after their dream? I think, so I think the first tip (laughs) is to stop and breathe. Like Mm -hmm. just close your eyes and breathe because, and count your breaths, right? Like breathe in for, for five, hold your breath for five, exhale for five, slowing down your breathing. It just slows down your heart. It slows down your pulse. It slows down I don't know if it slows down your heart, but I guess it does a little bit, but it slows well, down your pulse, right? Yeah, like, it does. It calms you down. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know exactly, but it, <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure it slows your heart. Not too much where it's like, you know, too much, right? Like, it calms you down. It calms you down <laughs> and you have to be level-headed, right? So I think that's just the biggest thing. And just take a deep breath. If you can go out in nature, go be in nature. There's just something so soothing about mother earth and just grounding. If you can take your shoes off, that's even better. Like walk around feel the energy of mother earth. Um, cause that also does really connect to your root chakra, which is very grounding. Um, mm-hmm. so I always think that's a really good way to number one, if you're feeling super anxious or if you're just like, ah, I'm having one of those days, just take up your shoes, go walk around outside and do some breathing. Um, yeah. focus on five things in your life that you're grateful for, right? Like start focusing on what is going really well for you instead of what's not happening. So right. the more, the more you focus on those things, the, the more you're going to attract more of that amazingness into your life. I love that. That's really great advice. Yeah. And I think the last would be, um, talk to someone. Like if you really are feeling alone and not sure, talk to someone, whether it's a coach. I mean, I think investing in coaching is amazing. I've been doing it since I actually, since before I left corporate, I started working with a coach. Um, but I think that that's so beneficial in having like a mentor or a coach or someone that's there to offer you guidance. Um, and it's not necessarily someone that's like your best friend. So it's good to have that outside, a new perspective, a new perspective. Yeah. So I feel like those would be my three practical tips. 
I feel like that's super valuable and anyone can implement that. And it's funny because I know a lot of people, it's not funny, but it's interesting because I know a lot of people who have coaches and you never hear anyone say anything bad about it. It only helps them if they need it. Or just even if it's not a coach, but talking to like a therapist or talking to a friend, but like talking to someone can really help and focusing on, you know, five things. That's a really great piece of advice and just breathing and like taking a step back. I'm really, really big on that. So yeah, that's like the best way to overcome challenges. And like, I feel like those are like good steps to get people through. So good. And there's no shame in asking for for help. Like there's no shame in talking to a therapist or working with a coach. Oh, for sure. So many people struggle with that. Right. And it's totally fine. I agree. So Okay. So I want to talk about making it happen because you've clearly done it. And like, I love your motivation and you're, you're like, you just seem so motivated and Aww, you're thank definitely you. a go-getter and I admire <laughs> that. So where does this motivation come from every single day? Okay. So I will, I do have to say that I am not motivated every single day. Okay. <laughs> that's, and that's okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm learning to be okay with that. Right. And trusting the ebbs and the flows and right. working when I do feel really motivated. Um, but I think what really motivates me is just the realization that there's so many women out there that struggle with their confidence that right. don't feel good enough. They don't feel alive in their clothing. Like they just put on a t-shirt and jeans because, right. And I just feel like they're missing out on so much in life, like the excitement of life. And I, 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 I see how much clothing can impact how you feel, how you go about your day, your performance. And that's what keeps me motivated is to make sure that I'm like touching every single woman out there that I can and men as well. Um, but you know, my, my heart is with women, but I do style men as well, but just, right. just touching them and, and helping them realize that they, they have the opportunity to fall completely in love with themselves. They have the opportunity to love their life. Um, and that there's freedom on the other side of whatever internal struggle or conflict they're feeling. And so I think it's, it's that like service mentality that I'm really here to, to serve, um, and make a difference in the world that keeps me motivated. And you've, and you've went, you've experienced this yourself firsthand. So, you know, what it's like. so you can hear, like, you can hear like how passionate you are in your voice when you talk about it. Thank you. Yeah, I've been there. I was there for so many years. And so I want everyone to realize that they have another opportunity. They can create this life that they want to have instead of just dreaming about it in their head and like instead focusing on all the negatives and everything that's going wrong. Like I, you know, when you're around people and the only thing they can do is talk about everything that's going wrong in their life. Yes. I know those people. Yes. (laughs) So I would like to, um, get all those people (laughs) to start focusing on the good. Yeah, no, I totally get that. So how do you get inspired? Um, the biggest, so the biggest thing for me in the, in the morning, I do have a morning practice. I, I like to meditate. That took me a while. I love to meditate. Okay. Did it take you a while though, to get into it? Weeks. (laughs) Yeah. It probably took me months. (laughs) I have zero patience. I cannot sit still. It's especially in the morning, but I had to start with three minutes. I use the app Headspace. I don't know how you do it. That's just like the easiest. And yep. it took me a really, I mean, definitely more than weeks, a yeah. long time. I mean, yeah. but it's made a big difference. I um, I do a guided meditation. Um, I, Gabby Bernstein has some good guided meditations yeah. that I love. 
And then also, um, oh my gosh, Rebecca, I'm totally blanking on her last name. She is the author of Rise, Sister, Rise and Light is the New Black. Rebecca Campbell. Okay, yes, yes. I think I see her ads on Facebook. She's amazing. (laughs) And she also has a wonderful meditation. So I'll usually do one of their little meditations. Um, And then I I have little mantras that I say to myself. I I think that's great. It it really, really helps. I just feel that as you say it to yourself throughout the day, eventually you just start believing it. Um, So that and then also visualization is a big okay. part of my morning practice too. I'll maybe I'll put on like Beethoven or some classical music and I'll just shut my eyes and like set a timer for 10 minutes. I love that. I think that's amazing. So this is like your morning routine. You, you do this every single day, not necessarily every single day. Um, but I try to probably like four or five times a week. Okay. And then other mornings I might get up and, um, work out. Like I'm a big fan of either putting on some music, dancing, going to take a yoga class, taking a workout class that also gets me going in the morning. So you don't have like a strict morning routine, but you try to follow the same, like similar practices as often as you can. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Do you have a nighttime routine? No, I'm working on, I'm working on creating one. I'm also working on, um, I think you mentioned that you go to bed pretty early at night. Yeah. Okay. I are old souls over here in, uh, in Miami. <laughs> okay. And my boy, my boyfriend and I are old souls. We go to bed early. <laughs> Good for you. Cause I'm working on that. It's <laughs> like, I eat a little bit better of a, a nighttime routine where I do that. Maybe I do a meditation. I light some candles. I, you know, burn some incense, whatever. And yeah. Journal and do that, but I'm not there yet. I, I do seem to get a second wind in the evening. And so a lot of times I'll sit down and like do some more work. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, it's late. Get to bed. So I'm still working on that. (laughs) I feel like, you know, I always say your morning routine starts at night. So I like to ask people if they have a nighttime routine because I feel like your night, the nighttime can set you up for success your next day. So like, let's say you meditate at night, you journal at night, you turn off your phone an hour before bed. You know, I like my Himalayan salt lamps and candles and I love lavender and eucalyptus oil. So I have my diffuser going and, you know, love that. just like taking time for you, a steam shower, like you go, you end up like falling asleep better. Yeah. And, oh, I'm also big on hydrating at night and like setting myself up for success the next day by like taking my clothes out and anything to make the morning easier. So I wake up, I feel, I drink water right away. And then like, mm-hmm. I have my clothes there and I just, I feel well rested. And so I, I know a lot of people are so big on morning routines, but I'm like, you could really make that even better. I mean, I'm a morning right. person. So I'm up really early usually, except, but there's so many people that aren't morning people. And I'm like, well, there's little things you can do. So like hydration, for example, like drink two glasses of water at night. So many people are against it. I mean, eventually your body gets used to it. Right. But like you'll be hydrated. I mean, how many hours do you go without drinking water and like dehydration? you, you kind of, you, it drains you, you feel fatigued and tired. So you wake up feeling worse. So I don't know. I like to ask because of that. So, I mean, it takes, I love that. Yeah. You don't have to go as crazy as I do with that, but you know, (laughs) no, but that's like, that's my next, that's like my next step I think is getting, yeah, that's my next goal is getting my evening routine prime. Cause I agree. There are definitely mornings where I wake up feeling a little bit tired and then 
you know, you get in those like self beat up conversations of, well, why did I, oh, for sure. why did I work so late? Why didn't I get to bed? And then it's like, wait a second. Okay. Do the morning practice, get positive, get your, get your mind feeling right. But yeah. And not every day can be perfect. Like that's the other not. thing we have to realize, like just because you have a morning routine and night nighttime routine in place, doesn't mean that you're going to feel great every morning. Like just because I do this, you know, I don't know, two hour nighttime routine, like for psychos, like, uh, it doesn't mean that I'm going to wake up feeling great. It really just depends. I mean, but there are things that you can do to be mindful so that you can set yourself up for success to go after what you want. Yeah. So I love that. I'm going to start that tonight. I want to know how, (laughs) I want to know how it goes. I, I always tell people like, start with just one thing because my, and I have a whole blog post on this. Oh, my night, why your nighttime why your morning routine starts at night. But um, I just, you know, I say start with one thing because it can be overwhelming. And that's like how you form better habits. It's like one step at a time. And I mean, you know all about that because you've done it. Yes. I love that though, Sydney. Thank you. Of course. So I want to end this with one question that I've been very curious about because I love your angle and how you go about your styling business and the intention behind it. And it's Thank just you. powerful and it's different. And when you first told me about it, I was like, wait a minute. That is <laughs> like, I bet you connect with so many amazing people. And it's, it is life-changing. It's not like, oh, I'm just picking out your outfits so you look good in pictures. Right. <laughs> to go outside. It's like, you're really trying to change their life. Yes. And I think that's amazing. So what does the process look like? Someone comes to you and they want to work with you. Mm-hmm. What does that process look like? working with Amanda wheel. Oh, well, um, you know, (laughs) so step one is really more psychological. Um, so before we even dive into their wardrobe, their, their physical desires, how they want to look, how they want to start dressing, it's really more about, um, psychological and starting to understand, you know, who is this woman that you're really, or this man that you really want to become this, like, who is this version of you? Who is this, this higher self? And we start to create that image. And it, it really starts that process of my clients understanding that if you think it, you can create it. And, um, you know, then we also, I also like them to understand what I call the shadow self. So that version of them that, um, you know, has served them well for a very long time, but they're ready to, ready to rise above. Right. So that we start to then understand the next step is to understand, okay, how does that shadow self version of you dress and how does this higher self version of you dress because that essentially is the framework for how we then approach their closet and their wardrobe so that is I have to tell you right now that is such a good way of (laughs) looking at it because it's really comes down to how like you're this is like a therapy almost in a way like you're helping people on multiple levels like everybody likes to like dress well and feel good but like this is taking it to a whole other level Mm -hmm. which I like what you're explaining right now is like very interesting to me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's really cool too, because I love when I get the texts or the, the calls from clients where they're like, Oh, you know, I thought a lot about you were asking me what my goals are and I, I didn't really have any, but I'm sitting down right now. I lit some Palo Santo and I'm, I'm, I'm journaling my goals for this next six months. And I literally start to cry because it's like, I do love also when they send me pictures in their new outfit in their like amazing (laughs) outfits, but that is the stuff that really gets me because it's like, they're learning, they're listening. They want to improve themselves and you're empowering. Yes. And that's, you know, like I was saying, I've gone on this journey for a reason so that I could share 
with my clients what I've experienced and what has worked for me to see if that also could work for them. Um, oh my God. But that's, you know, that's like, that's the deep part. And then the fun part after that is purging the closet, figuring out pieces that just really don't, because clothing holds energy. So I agree. You don't want to keep things in your closet that have just a bad connotation to them. Or, you know, you were in a fight with someone the last time you wore it. Like you want to just get that stuff out of your closet and start fresh. So you actually go to their home and you help them go through it? I do. I, I help them purge. I also have done, I can also do that virtually, you know, on video. Okay, I'm able to help people as well. And they just put right. on the clothes that they show me. Um, we do that. And then my favorite part is actually taking what they already own and mixing and matching, creating new outfits. Ooh, that's fun. I like that. I, I think I need your help. Yeah, I'm happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people are just so used to wearing, you know, the same pair of pants and the same blouse. They don't. Right. See it as changing it up a little bit, adding this belt, adding a pop of a shoe, adding an animal print purse. Like they, they don't see the little tweaks that they can make to totally recreate what they own in their closet. Cause oftentimes it's not about buying a whole new wardrobe. It's about looking at your wardrobe different, differently, understanding the intention behind what you're putting on and then right. helping me guide you with a, a few key investment pieces that are going to make sense to add into your wardrobe. So do you go, shopping with them or do you send them links like online like you should purchase this or like how does the styling process work then after you've yeah done all this yeah so as I'm like in their closet or either in their closet physically or virtually I'm creating we're snapping photos I'm creating looks for them so that they can easily go back and reference what they want to wear and and then I'm also creating a wish list of things that would be really beneficial to add to their closet Okay. And so from there, yes, we can go shopping together. I can go shopping for them and bring them a bunch okay. of stuff to try. Or I do also send links. It just depends on every client is different. So the process always looks a little bit different for every client. It's custom. Yeah, it's custom because we're all, you know, we're all unique and one of a kind. So for sure. And some people don't really need help purging. They do it on their own and that's cool. They just want my help creating outfits or shopping. So it's, you know, it's, yeah. And that's, that's really what the gist of it is. And I just love it. That's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. <love> it. <laughs> Honestly, you actually inspired me. Something that I'm going to do tonight Ooh. is go through my closet and get rid of some clothes because I do believe I'm, I'm really big into energy, law of attraction, the yes. whole to do, but that certain clothes or even just things around your house in general hold certain energy. And when you said that, it reminded me of one outfit in particular um, on my birthday this year, so six months ago, my dog passed away. Aww. And the outfit that I wore to dinner before I got the call, it was brand new. I was like really excited. I don't Aww. even like celebrating my birthday. But now, I, and I love the outfit still to this day. Luckily, I have it in another pattern and color. But like, I just, yeah, I, I love wearing it. But then every time I see it, it just reminds yep. me of that night, of course. which was horrible so it's like that this has empowered me to want to go and just like you know let some things go yeah and bring more positive energy into not just my wardrobe but it really brings more positive energy into your life absolutely and think about too the people that because I'm assuming that you're probably going to donate I would hope yeah the clothes right so like just think about those people that are then benefiting from what is just sitting in your closet not being worn now someone else gets to wear it so it's yeah exactly and it doesn't mean it's yeah and just because I get rid of an outfit that had bad energy for me doesn't mean it's bad energy for somebody else exactly it just happened to be something that happened in my life and I'm sure it's the same with your clients too but 
that was very inspirational. I love Yay. that process. This <laughs> has been an amazing episode. Probably one of my favorites, Aww. to be honest. I'm glad we connected. Me and too. Thank you so much for being here on the so, She Did It podcast. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. This was really exciting. <laughs> of course. And if you want to get in touch with Amanda, please check out the podcast notes. Amanda, where can everybody find you? What's your social media link, your website? And tell us about your quiz too. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. So I know you're going to link it because um, my my social, my Instagram is accentuated style. So definitely check out the notes because you guys are all going to be like, how do you spell that? <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. And the whole, I'll link it. Right? The whole point is that I'm not changing anyone. I'm just accentuating what is so beautiful within them already. Um, you put so much thought into this. Thank you. And then yeah. um, I know we're also including a link to my Style Awakening Academy, which is a program I just launched. Um, and that's really for everything, the process that we were just talking through. It's that really that beautiful transformational process for um, people to truly understand their style and have this beautiful transformation. Um, and, and then I'm for sure going to check it out. Yes, please <laughs> do. It's kind of funny too. It's totally written in my, in my words. So you guys will get a little bit of my quirkiness and sense of humor. Um, and then the last link that we're sharing is a quiz that I also just launched. It's, you know, I, I briefly touched on chakras and I'm not sure how familiar everyone is with chakras, but Mm-hmm. The quiz essentially allows you to determine which color you should be wearing to really enhance your performance at work and in life because color also holds energy. It, it vibrates different energy. And depending on which chakra might be out of alignment, if you start wearing that color, bring that chakra back into alignment, it completely empowers you, puts you in like, it brings you back to your, your best self. So it's a super fun quiz. It's super short and easy and, um, Oh my God. Everybody needs to take that. Yeah. It's really fun. (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you again, Amanda, so much for being here. This was so inspirational. Yay. Thank you. And have a beautiful rest of the week, everybody. Thank you all so much again for tuning in to another She Did It episode. I actually stayed on the line for a bit with Amanda after we wrapped up because she just had so many good ideas and tips and just amazing energy. She's truly wonderful and I'm really grateful to have had her on the She Did It podcast. So that's all for today. Thank you so much. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you found this valuable, please leave a review. I'd be so grateful. I hope that you are finding these episodes helpful and I look forward to sharing more insight with you next time. Bye everyone.